What about your situation, Sol? Will you be staying at Tottenham? I'm staying. Hello, Sol Campbell is a hero. It was the opening weekend this week, and it's live. Um, we finally got all that. Um, welcome to the Premier League again. Um, it started off on Friday night and ended on Sunday afternoon. Uh, um, so we're going to talk about all the other games that happened this week. Preview for next week's fixtures. And but 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 let's start with the Spurs game because that was the first game of the weekend in Spurs and Arsenal. Yeah, it was a very eventful game. I mean, the first half I was pretty pretty depressed. There were some highlights, I guess. Tangin Dumbele did a little, little bit of some, some fun skill. A few step overs here and there. Um, it wasn't our best performance. The, the their goal was very very poor. It was Spurs work. Villa. It was Spurs Villa. It was, it was Spurs Villa. And Villa did look the better side. It seemed in the first half at points. They did, unfortunately. Um, I don't know, but did they? I don't know. They took the lead. They, we had we had we had the possession. They, they had a they had, they had a chance. They had better chance. They had the they had the one chance really. They, they had their goal, which Davinson was very poor for. I must say, he was very poor for the goal. He, he let Wesley out completely out of Marcelin. Um I think if Atunga if Atunga was on the pitch, I don't know why he's not on the pitch. Which is funny because Wesley the whole game was the weakest player probably on the pitch. He was mm. falling over every time he yeah. got. The one time he didn't fall over was and, and, when Villa scored. And and Davinson's supposed to be strong as well. It's supposed to, he's supposed to be a big, strong South American guy. And he's just never never done that really in reality. Um, I think if Vertonghen's on the pitch, as I say, um, that, that goal doesn't happen. I don't know why Vertonghen's not on the pitch. People are considering that some sort of argument with Pochettino. I hope that's not true. Pochettino has, has done it before. And then he said some Quite comments. an argument? Going to argue with players. Instead, he and he said after the game, he says that something along the lines of players who aren't in the squad have to work hard to get back in the squad. And, and Vertonghen does not have to work hard to get back in the squad. He is the first, arguably our best centre back. Him and Toby, I don't know, it's a debate who's better. But it, it's not. We shouldn't have uh, Vertonghen being chucked, chucked out of the squad um, because of some stupid reasons, in my opinion. It wasn't the strongest lineup though either. They were lacking, and I think it was clear throughout the throughout the first half and the beginning of the second half. Spurs lacked a lot of this midfield creativity. No Ali, no Ericsson. Yeah, and it really I mean, showed. And when Ericsson came on, it was just he he really brought something to Spurs there. Yeah, I mean you have to take account all the all the players that are not were not playing that game. Um, we've taken into account there's no Ericsson. No, Ericsson didn't start obviously. There's no Lo Celso, no Ali, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 and Kudu. No, the Kudu oh, came on. And Kudu came on. I saved you there. <laughs> there. There were a bunch of players who who weren't available for that game. I mean, even if you want to go that far, Eric Dyer wasn't available for the game. But the, the, when 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 we have a full squad available, um, Poch has got some selection selection problems on his um, on his mind, I guess. Yeah, especially well, with the right back, right, right, right back position. And I think picking that midfield because he started Winks. Sissoko and, and Dombele. Yeah. And I think last year people talked about Sissoko as being a world class player or whatever. He was being he was exceptional for Spurs last year. However, the year before that he was pretty shocking. And people said for the first year, Oh, he's rubbish and then this year he suddenly became really good and then people were like, Okay, this is gonna be Sissoko. However, in that game, Sissoko was by far the worst player on that, the pitch. That is harsh. Oh my that god, he was awful. That is harsh. He, he hit a six yard shot off for a throw in. <laughs> How do you hit a spot inside the six yard box off for a throw in? The, the, the way I look at it is is it's is basically playing a goalkeeper out in strike. It's just not his position. It's so foreign to him. 
It's when he gets into the final third of the pitch, he just turns into an absolute donkey. Like and as and on the defensively and in the midfield, he's an absolute beast. Right, he he'll defend well. Put, 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 get, get forward or even for the, for the second goal he charged forward and, and, and get, when, when he gave the ball to Kane that was what he had to do don't shoot Sissoko <laughs> he's a phenomenal player do not shoot it's just not, it's just not you're not good at it don't, don't do it um, and yeah it's, it's probably probably one of his worst performances in months um, but he, he's, he was playing out of position it was, it was a weird this weird diamond that Spurs played. He was playing in his normal box-to-bottle midfield position. He wasn't really though, because if you watch the game, he was playing a lot, a lot on the on the right midfield for some reason. Um, and when that's he, probably because when he got his when he when he had his his, his chance, which he missed and hit out for a throw, he was he was the furthest on the right. He was it was a very weird weird position. I, I didn't think he should have played there at all. Um, but well, last it, week you suggested he should play right back. I did. But so I'm not sure if this is true. If if that, then that that makes much sense. No, as in as in he's defending as a as a right back. His job is not to shoot. Um, but full-backs nowadays, your whole thing, you have to get not forward shooting, and cross. The whole he thing. Can, he can cross a little bit, right? If you were last year against Eric West Ham, he crossed in for Eric, Eric Lamella. Um, he, he's got some decent crossings on him sometimes. He can't shoot. Um, I, right-backs don't usually have to shoot, and if they do, I mean, they get some. Not, not some, some right-backs Some right-backs. But I, Trent I don't, scores. Trent scores. And, scores yeah, but they, they mostly score free kicks, though. Trent doesn't score from open play that much. I think he has scored a, few, a couple. Bellerin scores from open play Bellerin sometimes. scores but, a few times. But it, it um, isn't his job. You go Chelsea at left-back, they've got Mox Alonso who does that. Mox Alonso does lots of other things as well. I think Cole but, Walker does it for City. I think I think you might say they don't, they but the best full-backs, the top, top full-backs, are actually players that can not, score. Not really. Because Cole it's a lot... Cole scored about one goal for Tottenham. The, the, Okay, but and and, and he still, he Kimmich, scored a Kimmich few. got a bunch of assists last year, but they didn't didn't score that much. I don't know. Fullbacks, it seems in the modern Premier League game, at least assist. Yes, a, part, no. a lot of it is a down to getting forward, and that means you might need to score. If you watch the Liverpool game, a lot of the Robertson was Robertson was trying to do, and he was trying to score a lot. Robertson and and, and, and Trent, they, they 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 whip it in for for strikers to 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 score. It's, it's not, they realise it isn't their job to score. They realise it isn't their job to run into the into the goal and and and, and put it back in the net. It's 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 Firmino, Salah, and, and Mane. For fullbacks, they they can they can assist and they can get lots of assists, but it's not a job to score, and that's why Soko. Yeah. Okay, but his job. let's move back to the game anyway. In that first half, Spurs did miss a couple of big chances. Villa did as well. Villa missed one or two, but they, so both Spurs, teams Spurs won't miss big chances. I think, suppose you might say they, they dominated. The I think defensively Villa were class, especially in that, especially Engels. I think he was class for Villa there. He was always in the right position. He 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 was never he always, he headed it out constantly. I think Engels was by, was was class in that game, and I think Villa were the better team, especially defensively. Villa Villa did actually look good, and they they, they did look like a team that might stay up this year, even though they've signed about fifteen players. And spent 130 million or something like that. Um, they did look relatively solid. I think it might change when they bring in all these. Most of the, the squad that played that yesterday were, were the squad that played in the championship. Well, lots of them. Was Grealish was there? McGinn was there? Lots of players were there. I think out of all um, the three teams that got promoted, they were all three teams were were actually quite good. Mm. Yeah, but I think Villa. I think Villa did seem like they were the best of the three, just because they they I feel like going one up against Spurs. They could have. They almost held on to that, and if they they only had they didn't have long to hold on for. Uh, Spurs yeah, had twenty minutes to go. Spurs, yeah, and, and then, then it came out to the god, the beautiful man, Tony who didn't have Dumbele. a good game. Who didn't yeah, have the best of games? As as Poch said, he he showed thirty to thirty to forty percent of, of his potential. Um, and if that's thirty to forty percent, I can't wait to see hundred um, percent. I don't know how a, much Poch has been playing with him, considering he 
how he knows that that was only thirty to forty percent. I, mean, I, I assume it wasn't an exact calculation, but he was saying that it wasn't it wasn't his his best his best uh, his best potential. He's, he's only just started. He started up a little bit a little bit shaky, um, but the goal what a goal it was! And after the goal, he was flying around like, like just back here was here phenomenal passes there. He just like an absolute beast after the goal, and what just a beautiful moment it was! Just curled into the bottom corner, unbelievable stuff from Tangi and Dumbele, best midfielder in, best midfielder in the league, I think so. Is it, I mean, who, who's better than him? Is that a question? Or... Yeah, and honestly, who's, who's better than him? I don't know. Well, there's there's a lot of midfielders that are better than him. But anyway, so he got the equaliser, and it was it was an over an average game. He was the only, I think he was the only Spurs new signing playing. Um, he was, yeah, he was the only Spurs new signing playing. Because Lo Celso and Cessignon yeah, on, on weren't day. involved. And Jack Clark's not playing at Leeds. But... Um, I think he didn't have the best of games, and then Spurs looked like okay, they got themselves a draw, and all of a sudden, Harry Kane. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. I mean, considering if you look at on the surface, a three-one win against Villa doesn't seem that exciting, but what a game! It was just thrilling stuff. Kane with a phenomenally de- deflected pass by Eric Lamella. I mean, he knew what he was doing, deflecting off about four Villa players to get to Harry Kane, um, and then Harry Kane puts slots in the back on there, and the second goal was just oh my god, Musa Sissoko. Doing what he does best, charging forward from defence into attack, charging with pace and with 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 precision. He passed it to Harry Kane, who looked on fire and slotted. It was a typical Kane goal. Gets on the edge of the box, one touch to to to, to shore himself up, and then slots into the bottom corner. Brilliant stuff. It Kane Kane of Kane who no, the Kane wasn't. who won the the it two really golden wasn't. boots is back. It really Kane w- is going to win the golden boot for the third really, time this it year. Really it, it really wasn't. It really was. It was two just whatever goals. It were nothing the second special. goal was the second goal was special. I think Villa just switched off. The second Kane goal was special. Villa just switched off and it just Kane. It's not true. So the second charge forward. It was phenomenal attacking from Sissoko, and it was a classic finish from Harry Kane. And people, 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 been talking about for the past few years or last year at least that the the, the 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 Kane of a few seasons ago has gone, and Kane isn't at his best anymore. Kane is at his best. And he's, mm. he looks he looks ripped. I don't think he, looks, he, he is. He's got he he's really got that, he's got that haircut back from from a few years ago. <laughs> he's 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 back. I'm really sorry, but he didn't play that well. He had two chances right at the end, and Villa switched off for the second one. And the first chance, it was just like it all deflected through all the players. Kane just scored. That was it. It was no, nothing. But, but, but when he got to it, class. when he got to it, it was it was a good shot. But the second one was pl- classic Kane. It was it was mm, two I think Villa stuff. just switched it was, off. It was phenomenal. Villa just switched off, and Kane just took his opportunity. He, there, off, but he was he was on the edge of the box. It wasn't a hot, it wasn't an easy shot. It was a classic striker's shot. It was brilliant stuff. Um, and yeah, Kane isn't. And if you look, I mean, this that is was the only time stuff. But he is. He is. If you remember, ripped up, just before half time, though, it, even though he was offside, he had the opportunity one on one with the keeper, and he missed it. So Kane it's of the first game of the season. Back. It's the first game of the season, but he you have to okay, look. At, so it's the first you have game to look of the at, have to look at uh, considering it, it, it was late in the game. He's showing his fitness levels of because he. I mean, he. Yeah. No, they won. They, they really were. Lucky they charged. They were two lucky goals, right? They they, the they turned one, it on at the end of the game. Of they the turned it on to towards the end of the game. Villa did not have the fitness levels compared to Tottenham. Villa are a championship team and did not have. They, they, I mean, I think John McGinn said it in one of his, one of his interviews. The Villa did not have the fitness levels compared to Tottenham, who were a Premier League, Champions League finalist team, right? Towards the end of the game. It wasn't the, the best performance from Tottenham. It was an exciting performance, but we showed that we have fitness levels. We showed that we can turn it on when we need to. Um, it was an exciting game. Yeah, I, I really, I don't think Spurs. I don't think Kane was as good as you try and make out he was there. Well, he was just. Tell he me was, that he when, was he, when, he, when he when he wins his third golden boot, mate. Tell, tell me that. Mm, 
Well, talking about the Golden Boot, though, I think the four favourites to win Golden Boot this year all scored this weekend, which is quite funny. I would say the four favourites, in my opinion, are Salah, Kane, Sterling, uh, Babiang. It's funny because Tisoka didn't score this week. He only got got two assists. Okay. (laughs) And let's move on now, though, to the Arsenal game because Babiang did score that winner. We beat Newcastle 1-0. Babiang did actually play quite well. He was playing on on his own up front, no Lacazette. It was quite a weak lineup. Um, yeah, I was I was very surprised to see that, that who, who was playing. It was there was Chambers um, started. Rob Chambers started, started because it was him or Mustafi, and that's like I, I, that's I guess like, I guess Arsenal defence are pretty weak anyway, which is sort of what you were supposed to address in, in, in the transfer window. But that was that well, is the time of the Dan season. Well, David Luiz and Holding both aren't aren't available foot yet. Um, David Luiz was on the bench, but he just signed twenty four hours before. Sure. He's not going to start. Um, he's not played any. He's not I mean, overall, it, it wasn't the first. It wasn't the first eleven. It wasn't. It was nowhere near the first team. He did so give some youngsters a start, a chance, which I think Emery is going to do a lot of this year. He gave Nelson, Guendouzi, and Willock all given um, a Premier League start, which was quite interesting. Willock, I thought Guendouzi and Nelson, I could see them getting some opportunity. Willock, I didn't see so much, but hopefully he does. I mean, um, he, was, he was pretty. He probably performed better. Than, he was than like Guendouzi. He, he was pretty good. Um, both Guendouzi and Willock did actually play quite well. Um, I didn't think Guendouzi was pretty average. He was, he was average, but considering he's, he hasn't really had time to prove himself yet, I think he didn't have a bad game. Um, and then I think the only thing that didn't make sense was why Lacazette didn't start. And then Mikatari did, because sorry, I thought he was awful. Yeah, he was really, really bad. And, and Lacazette... He was on the bench. It's not like he's coming back from fitness maybe, or anything. Maybe, maybe he's fit to fitness levels from pre-season. I don't know. Maybe he's not at his, his peak level yet. Maybe. But that, made, that was why I thought Torreira didn't start because he maybe Copa America doesn't want to give him first game back. Um, but Lacazette did not starting. Didn't make the most of sense. It worked in the end. They got the result 1-0. Maitland-Niles started right back. He got the amazing assist. Great interception. Typical, typical fullback. That's exactly what you want him to do. You want him to cut out passes one forward, get a cross in. And yeah, it was just a simple tapping for Batman. It was a good finish. Um, it was it was a striker's finish, as you would call it. It was mm. a it was what you wanted it's to nice see. Nice lobbed finish, wasn't it? All right. And I think it was great. It's great to be able to start. I think I saw a stat about um, most goals in your first fifty games um, of players in the Premier League, and Batman is fifth on that list now of most goals in their first fifty games. So. So all for how the hype that Kane gets and all the stats that we can give Kane for how well he is. Was, Aubameyang is not. Aubameyang, I mean, give, him, give him this season and you'll see. He's getting his his goals to game ratio is much better than Kane's. Yeah. His everything in Kane's. You'll I mean, watch he, out. He can he can he can uh, comfort himself with the uh, the silver boot for for finishing the second most goals. Um, who won the golden boot last year? It was shared by about four people. Um, who won it? A bloke called Mane. And someone else. Don't know. Mane and Salah won it. No idea. And then who's the other guy? I don't know. He, he played for some small club from South London. I never heard of him. Um, well, he won the Golden Boot, so sure. with, um, with one of the lowest goal go, 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 like ever. That point is, though, he still he won the Golden Boot. Yeah, I mean, he shared the Golden Boot. Well done. Um, Kane, it's called winning. Kane, Kane didn't share it, mate. Kane won it's it twice. Didn't winning. Share it. Kane scored the most goals in the Premier League twice. As to the Premier League, and he, and he will do it this year. Um, I, d- I don't know. I think I think it will be a good Golden Boot race because Aubameyang will get lots of goals. Pepe might take some away from him. Pepe didn't start. Yeah. He came on for like fifteen minutes at the end, I think, mm. and we didn't get much to see from him. We didn't get the opportunity really. Get, came on, gave the ball away. Look, 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 look like he was worth every penny. He didn't opinion. really. He had a couple of dribbles and step overs, and that was about it. Mm. But he didn't get his start, and I don't think. 
none of the Arsenal signings they made a start. Martinelli did also come on, yeah. um, which is interesting because we just sold a Wobi on deadline day, and Martinelli is like our fifth or sixth choice winger, and he came on, so maybe that probably be, he'll probably get time now in the Europa League. Um, I thought overall though, as a performance, it wasn't. The most out there, it wasn't the best, but it got the job done, and that's what you want to see on the first game yeah, of the season. Arsenal, Arsenal was and a way clean sheet. Arsenal was, was yeah, was surprisingly defensively solid. I mean, they, they weren't they, they got I me. Mean, they, they kept a clean sheet. Newcastle had a couple of chances. Like, Arsenal, but... uh, I, maybe it was the it was the the no the no, no Mustafi policy in, in the defence. I, I think it was the defence that did. I think the midfield did a good job of of cause, of stopping them any any time coming forward. Like mm. when using Xhaka and Willock, you don't get as def- they they're quite a defensive trio rather than. Playing Urzel or someone in the in the midfield. Maybe, I, I I don't think that when when you start Arsenal's first first choice defence that it doesn't look that exciting in my opinion or, or defensively solid like with with Louise and. and well, it's Rabat. a bit harsh to say a team you haven't seen play yet isn't going to be good. No, a player I've seen I've seen play to David Louise play. But we're talking about how a defence is a whole structure. Yeah, because... we were talking about Arsenal defence last year was really really shaky. If you think about this year, they've got. First of all, if, if if we even if we excuse who who the players are that are coming in, you've got two new players coming into your back four who are going to have to are going to have to work well, out together. Well, I don't know if we are or at least two. Well, I think Tierney, Tierney, and, Tierney and, and Louise. Well, Louise might not start, but okay then. Okay, but if we see Louise starts because you signed him within a while, so he was just to start ahead of Mustafi. For rotation, right? And then you've got a right back who Bellerin is Bellerin fit. Bellerin's not been fit. Bellerin didn't play really last year. So who's you have Maitland Niles right back? Bellerin's coming back though. Bellerin and Tierney will be coming back at the same time. Okay, but then then you assume your your starting lineup has got players who haven't really played together. You've got Holding who's played a few months here and there. So then I'm saying it's I'm a bit saying, harsh it's, to judge a team you haven't I'm seen say, play yet. You know, I'm saying that that Arsenal are going to have. Periods in the, in the season where the defenders have not played with each other. Defenders, it, it might take time for them to. Yeah, and, and maybe they, they, it's fair enough that you've, you've kept a clean sheet in the first game of the season, and Spurs didn't, and lots of clubs who had better defenses last season didn't. Um, but but I don't think long term in the season, or at least you're going to have a period of settling in for your defense, even if you become somehow the best defense in the league or, so, or something up there, right? By some <laughs> miracle, I don't well, know how that would happen. A clean sheet on your opening game is all you want. Yeah, but it's only the opening game, and when you have your first team players who are not particularly good defenders. Well, this wasn't even with the first team, and we looked to shut them out. I think I think the next couple of weeks, Burnley, who had a good week, will be an interesting test, and then Liverpool the following week will be the biggest test, and I yeah. think that's when. The likes of Holding and Bellerin will come back. Um, how, how, how many are you going for? Five, five or six this year? Is it? You think, well, you think, you think Liverpool are going to score? Is it? You, you don't know yet. Especially, it's, it's two weeks is a long time to get your players used to playing in a team. Mm. So the time it takes for players to gel, Pepe will probably be in that team, and there'll be the whole first team will probably be done and dusted. Like. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for a, a David Luiz red card, I think, and then and a, and a four-one battering. Um, Okay, but I think all we need to focus on now this week, though, is we got the clean sheet. Defensive, you can't say, oh, Arsenal need to worry about their defensive struggles if they keep a clean sheet, and oh, I don't think defence is going to be good. Who cares if you think that they got the job done? <laughs> you it's, can say, oh, I'm not off. sure. It's a one-off. I think we have to you have to know that that was fine. Spurs looked a lot shakier than Arsenal did defensively. And a, on a one-off, and when you start off at our first centre back, who's played with each other, who's played with each other a lot. For five years or however, Toby and Yano are probably the best centre back partnership in the league. Fine, but all we've got but, like, to base on is what happened. If Yang Vertonghen has got an argument with Poch, he might not be. He might not be looking forward. He might not be. Don't worry, he'll be. He'll be in the. He'll be in the. He'll be in the. In the. In the team next week. But... I think it was very funny how the Spurs and Arsenal were very different. Arsenal got that goal. They got that one 0 and then they just had to hold on to the end of the game. 
Whereas Spurs, they went 1-0 down and all they had to do was push for a winner. It's very opposite. Arsenal, being the clever team, decided to win and take the lead early on. So Spurs clever. decided they're going to try and tease with everyone's emotions and, and fall back to try and have we, to we push are, for that winner. We, we are entertainers. What, what can I say? We are, we, we're just entertaining matches with some of the best players in the world. I think the Spurs com- uh, the commentator for the Spurs game at one point said Spurs look like they're playing like Arsenal. That is um, <laughs> I was very offended by that. It, it did seem though in a way that Spurs were playing typical Arsenal game where they did, they got an unreserved result. That's not it was not undeserved at all. Mm, they didn't the play very team. well and we're they the got the result. Most of the game. We're a better team. Most of the they game. didn't play very well though. We were, we were the, the, the better team. We were the better of the two teams over over the ninety minutes. Um, yeah, we deserve the result. Okay, well, the, well, that was Spurs and Arsenal. I think, as a whole, I'm happy with opening week how it went for me. Um, I don't know Spurs. I was pleased with how it went for Spurs. Because Spurs didn't look very good, but I mean, we've, we've we've got two weeks to sort out before before battering you lot at, 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 the, at the Emirates. Um, I'm, I'm not, not particularly worried. You can you can you can play it back to me after we get battered five two. Um. I think I think injuries seem like they're going to play quite a big part for both teams. If players get injured, it could cause lots of problems. Um, with Spurs, especially as you saw defensively, if Vertonghen gets injured or Adebayo gets injured, Spurs aren't going to be the best. And the other games that happened this week were it was because it was the opening week of the season, mm-hmm. and we started off with the big teams sitting for the first two games. They both absolutely walked their games. Yeah. Um, Norwich, who they were playing against for Liverpool, they they did okay. Yeah, they were quite good. They they put up a fight. First game of the first game of the, in the Premier League and that. Well, Salah seemed quite selfish to me, and I think, I think Liverpool did what they needed to do as well. They just they won four 0 What more do you want? Um, Allison got injured for them, which is looks like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hopefully, will be good. For uh, I, I, it's, it's only going to be a, a few weeks though, which is a bit annoying. Mm, hopefully, he maybe can... maybe Liverpool trying to just scare everyone else away by saying it's only a few weeks. He'll hopefully be out for the Arsenal game. Mm. Um, I mean, Spurs are playing Liverpool in, in October, so I don't know who's Liverpool. November. I think is. So I don't we've, got, know we've got a few, a few, a few months to keep him injured. <laughs> I don't know who Liverpool's next game is, but whoever it is, please have a look at Salah. Have a look at Mane. You might want to have a look at going into them. A try, bit. Try, try to go for the for the for the shoulder of Salah. I feel it's a little bit weak. Um, <laughs> you could say it's rubbing salt on the wounds, but Liverpool did beat Spurs in the Champions League final last year. No, no, so um, City as well started. How they also want to start five nil. Sterling hat trick. Um, VAR was used. Team. Fancy team phenomenal. Had, had Sterling. VAR was stuff. used for the first time in that game. Yeah. Um, it ruled out a goal from Jesus, thanks to a Sterling assist. But it, it, it was it was the typical, oh no, this is the worst start VAR can have because it was the tightest offside ever. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember which game I was listening to, but um, the American commentator said um, VAR shouldn't, offside should be thought about differently. Like, if it's the tightest thing ever, you should give it to the benefit of the striker, which isn't the football rules, but it makes sense. Maybe it's like a typical American no, thing. There's, there's, there's all these, like, old old football football pundits who are like, VAR's ruining the game, oh, it's, it's stupid stuff. He was offside. Like, it's, it's a small margin. It was really hard. It, was was like, it wasn't like his foot was offside. It was like, based off the angle of the camera, he had to, his shoulder was a bit further forward than his foot, and it was just a bit of a mess. But no, it ruled it out. City won. No one complains. 
Sterling joked about it afterwards. I mean, the, the, there is a, this sort of uh, re- relationship that the City have got building up with uh, um, with offside goals disallowed by VAR. Um, anyone remember the, the greater one that happened in the Man City game in the quarterfinal of the Champions League? That was fun. Raheem Sterling, last minute. Good stuff. He, he did joke Sterling about VAR not going his way, but mm-hmm. it, I, it, it was definitely offside in this Spurs one. This week, maybe not. Um, so I think VAR being used, it, it had its, it had its, it had its moments. It, it did well at points. Um, every stadium seemed to have a big screen explaining what what was VAR for. Like it was, if it was a goal or an offside. I think Sky put out a thing saying the average time it was was I think twenty seven seconds. Hmm. Which is the same time it takes players to come for an officer for a substitute to happen, which isn't the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, it ruled out also a cut two more things. It overturned three things. One of them has been the Sterling, the City one. One the the Dendonka the, goal. The Dendonka goal and also the, the Aguero penalty, which the other one that had its moment was mm. encroachment. Is that VAR? Is VAR allowed to use it? It's, it wasn't for Fabianski stepping off the line. It was from Rice stepping into the box, but if VAR is going to overturn everything, then it's it's like what is the point of the ref now? As some people are saying like the ref is just no, on the pitch as a. If a ref makes an incorrect decision, it should be overturned, right? But but VAR leads to more correct decisions. But VAR is, but that's not the rule of VAR. VAR is if the ref makes a clear and obvious error. Yeah, that's not if the rule of VAR. But if the no, that is, is what the is, rule is, of VAR is. is. If VAR, if the, the using of VAR leads to more correct decisions, that is overall a better thing. Right, it's the, the, it's annoying that sometimes you might have to, might have delays or something like that. But the, yeah, you want you want correct decisions, especially with all the money at stake in football. Is that an incorrect decision, like maybe in a I don't know in a Champions League final for a penalty within within the, within the first twenty seconds, right? That may that that leads to significant uh, effects for that team, especially with all the money involved. And no problem you, whatsoever. You need more correct decisions. Fine, make sure make sure there's the correct decisions. But then what's the point of the ref being on the pitch? He might as well just be in the stands, like with cricket. Their umpire is is the one that makes the first decision, and unless it's, it's, it says sometimes it goes down to umpire's call, and if the ref gives it, it should only be a clear and obvious error. And probably, I think probably long term, the the refs will will be phased out. I don't think that's a massive problem. Like, but it, that is a thing, though. What is if the you want of the correct, refs? if you want correct decisions, right? Having a ref is is it's nice. It's nice to have a person telling you, person telling you that's offside, that person telling you that's a goal, whatever, right? And which a ref does does some does serve some purposes. But, mo- but if a ref makes an incorrect decision, then or even if it's not blatantly incorrect, if a ref makes a ref makes an incorrect decision, which is very clearly not 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 a subjective opinion, which is the rules are very clearly stated the op- opposite, right? Why should that not be overturned? VAR is a good thing. It leads to more correct decisions, which is a good thing. Okay, but the problem is, people say it takes too long. Now, with now with in the MLS, the way it was used in the, the way I've seen it being used in the MLS though is, the ref plays a big part in VAR decisions and what what if it's overturned or not. Whereas in the Premier League and the other competitions we've seen, the ref kind of just stands there and waits. Whereas in the MLS. He runs over to the screens. They did it in the World Cup. He yeah, went over yeah, to the screens. Yeah. It took time, but they wanted to make sure the ref gave the right decision because it was the ref that was the one that called the original decision. In, in now, the... that's going to take you time. Now, you're saying, well, as long as they get the right decision right. People don't want that, though. People just want to play football and get on with it. If the ref makes it's the tightest decision that might have been off, might have been on, I think just just play on. Whatever the, the ref said, the ref said. The, the complaint of it, of it being too slow 
um, is not a problem with with. I mean, it's it's only a problem if you have them going over to a screen a screen at the side of the pitch, but right? Which, which they had they had the Champions League as well. People were moaning that it takes ages and the World Cup. People were moaning that for every decision, the ref has to go over to the screen at the side of the pitch. It takes forever, right? If you have quick, the offside was boom, boom. So for ones offside, that aren't offside. clear and obvious, though, for the ones that aren't clear and obvious, either you say fine, leave it, no, or you tell the ref he has to go and look. Don't send. Don't say to the ref. Well, I'm making the decision. Which, now. which decision would would that be? Where where the, where the ref is? Where we are told the ref go look, go look over at the screen inside the, the picture. The offside picture. He was offside, right? He was off. He behind. He was behind the other man. It was a very small margin, but he was offside, right? You can't. Which one are you talking about? The the Sterling one. It was the tightest. You can't tell. Margin, he was offside. Like you I, can't I don't know why, off why a ref. Why, why a ref? They needed to show you all these yeah, graphs and whatever. Very true, but I don't know why a ref going to the side of the pitch. Makes a difference. It doesn't. Um, just don't say whatever the ref said. Stick stick with them, what the ref but said. But if it's incorrect, but you can't tell unless you're spending ages checking. They did the spend ref. ages. Then what's the point they, of they, the they ref? Spent Twenty-seven seconds because he meant he meant everything else. You can use the ref for right, but for when the ref makes every other decision on the pitch, a foul, right? a free kick, a, a goal, or anything else, right? But when there's offside, when he's very clearly offside, why should you not give the, the give the offside when he's offside? Like it's a small margin, yes, but he's offside, and having a ref go over to the side of the pitch just so he can say that that, that it was offside as well, it's stupid. It's just sentimental value of, of a referee. Like if, if if a correct decision is made, that's a good thing. And if who, I don't care who's maybe it's made by whether it's made, made, made by a machine or whether it's made by um, a referee, it's, it's just it's just sentimental value. Obviously. I have no problem with VAR. I think VAR is a great thing. However, I don't think they've figured out what they're using VAR for, why they want, or what the aim with using VAR is. Because More correct decisions. I get that, but that, that's the aim. But, but what is the so rules the of it? Because with like let's say handballs, yeah. Hmm. The correct decision. What's the rule of football? Is it, it does it his hand? Some people say, well, it hits his hand, that's a handball. Well, if it's hands by his side, that's not a handball. So the question is, is it a handball or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah? With, a, with the same thing here, though, with VAR, you want to get the correct decision, you want to see. Yeah? Just like with a handball, and you're not sure if it is or it isn't, is the ref actually... The rule of the ref is... The rule of VAR is a clear and obvious error. Yeah? The rule of football is if it hits his hand, it's a, it's a penalty. But no, the rule of football is if it hits his hand in this position, or if it's in the way, or yeah. if it's high in the air, then it isn't. Then it isn't. But now they've they change it constantly anyway. So what I'm saying is with VAR, the rule is clear and obvious. So you're saying, well, the only thing is there is to make a better decision. Is it, or is it to make sure we we can move obvious clear errors from the referee? Both. Right, there are obvious crazy ones like like when when the ref gave the red card to the wrong person. Right, that, that's obviously a crazy thing you can you can VR can 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 uh, can remove. But also, if a ref makes an incorrect offside decision, that's a thing that can obviously be checked. Right, there are li- they can draw the lines on the screen and all but that sort of stuff. If it isn't clear and obvious, the rule of VAR is no. Every, every offside is clear and obvious because if there is a line where the player crosses, and if, if he doesn't cross it, then, then it's offside. No, with, does, it's with not Sterling's cross. one, it wasn't that. It was there was a line that he to, crossed. No, it wasn't the bottom line. It was the high line. They drew lines going up because of the camera angle, saying his okay. shoulder was a bit further off than the okay. other player's shoulder. For what, though? His, his shoulder was offside. He was offside, right? Even if it's at an angle, because the screen wasn't at an angle. I don't know why it makes a difference where the line is drawn. The line is... The, there was a line that was drawn, which made sense. It was justified. There wasn't... They just draw a line anywhere. They draw a line in a, in a justified place. Um, he was... He was... His shoulder was offside. What's the problem when the ref... When, when VAR gives a correct decision, like... It's just people because who are moaning not, when it's just no, when it's No, because the rule of VAR 
isn't give the correct decision. The rule of VAR is all offsides are clear and obvious. No, the rule all of VAR clear is overturned. There is a line all offsides are clear and obvious. The rule Full of VAR stop. is overturned clear and obvious errors. Sterling one wasn't a clear and obvious all error. All offsides are clear and obvious. Full stop. Uh, it wasn't though. It was. There was a line. He went, he What's went. clear and obvious to you? A line. You're over the line. You're not behind. You're behind the line. Like. But with one the or the other, eye, it's simple. If you just look at it, if you're in line with the line, eye. then then you're not offside. It's it's there's there's, there's, there's there's very clear options with an offside, right? Every other decision on the pitch, you can just you can argue about it, a can foul or anything what, else. It, fine, you're saying the ref's important. What about linesmen? What are they there for? To to make obvious decisions, and if they make obviously incorrect decisions, then well, yeah. what are they there for though? Sentimental value is the real answer. So is that they're there to give throw-ins to the right team? Yeah, that too. They, <laughs> they're there. Like, they're, they're not, they're they're not there. there to do a job. The referee gives the ref gives most throw-ins. He decides most throw-ins. Most offside, the linesman will get mostly correct, right? When, when, when they get it incorrect, what's, what's the, the point though? What's the, what's the problem? What's the point of them being there? When they when they, I mean, sentimental value basically. Is that we like, like to have people making decisions rather, rather than a, a, a faceless machine. Anyway, VAR is going to happen again and it's going to go bad for Spurs and probably at some point you're going to say, well, it's not clear and obvious and the rule of AR is clear and obvious. But, but, so you're saying that now, but the rule is though, this, that's the problem is, the rule is clear and obvious. So I know you're saying, well, it wants to make the right decision, but when it happens against you and that isn't the rule of the... What, yeah, but when, when it happens against you, you're not necessarily being most rational. Um, no, but even if it is a... Of, even if it is a f- offside, like you said, with Sterling, if that happens again, you'd, you'd say, well, it's not clear and obvious. I might, but I wouldn't be rational. I wouldn't be correct in saying that, right? And, it, and if, if that happens... Well, you, the rule of... You, you would can, be correct. You, you can play this back, right? And, and if, if this happens, if Kane is, is like, like the Sterling, just, just offside, right? And, and, and the goal's, goal is allowed, I would be incorrect. You would be, no, you wouldn't, though, because the rule is clear and obvious. All offsides are clear and obvious. I, I keep repeating myself. All offsides are... Because there, are, there is a line where you cross or you don't cross it or you're in line with it. There's three options. Two of those are off. Two of those are on. I don't think one of those cam- are off. With the camera angles that they've got, you can't prove anything. You can prove anything. They have lots of camera angles. They, they have... It's, it's not... It's not an Unless they have, like, in-pitch... Um, like, in... like in I don't know what to call it. They have lots of angles and lots of angles to different they had views. trackers of some sort to track where the player's body is... Yeah. And that would be fair, but they don't. So yeah. it, you can't. It wasn't obvious there, was, even though you can say, "Well, the angle of the camera." So it must. You look at their whatever. Anyway, VAR will be discussed forever. It wasn't used in the United Chelsea game to chew anything mental, and that game was mental. Mm. Um, Enjoyed now, Chelsea and Chelsea, Chelsea and West Ham are at bottom of the league. Enjoy, enjoyable stuff. Can we just end the league now? Enjoy, enjoyable stuff. I suppose it's sixth, aren't we? I mean, it's it's better than last week. Last week we we were in a in a relegation battle in, in 17th place. Um, <laughs> but United, oh, Chelsea were just awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was it was great to see. Seems like they're missing someone by the name of David Luiz. He might have helped them out. <laughs> he he would have made it for six and five nil. So like five six seven. It like yeah, he wouldn't have helped. <laughs> I don't think you'd want to say that though because he might have actually he might have actually helped. No, he wouldn't have. Their defense was just horrible. David Luiz is not. Um, good. He's not good. The whole Chelsea team were just awful. Um, not even Hazard could save them. He really couldn't. Um, I mean, that's a bit harsh. Hazard would have, would have, would have, would have made it 5-1. He might have won a penalty. <laughs> he might have won a penalty. But VAR might have overturned it, so who knows. Um, but uh, Chelsea, Lampard's Chelsea's opening game... Chelsea's youngsters, basically, that didn't, didn't perform. It, it was, it's complicated, because they have a new manager. Yeah. They have a brand new team, pretty much. Half their team has never played with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to say, well... They're awful. They're going to be bottom half of the season this year. But 
would be nice. Very nice. It's, it's going to take them time to gel, and I don't think United. I think I don't. I don't think United are the first team, and they United aren't the the best team in the world. So there's nothing saying Chelsea are going to lose again this week, or just they could be stuck battling like they were a few years ago, where top ten looked like a dream for them at one point. I I, I wonder if the, if it's halfway through the season and they're getting battered by small teams, are Chelsea going to fire Frank Lampard or or let him go or something? Because if it's clear that he can't, he doesn't, he doesn't work, right? It's a very nice saying that transfer ban is not, not his squad. He's he's had some decent youngsters and some of the most hyped up youngsters in the world. Um, and if he can't perform, then like, and, and if, if it's getting serious batterings every week, um, which I don't, I don't think will happen, they could fire him during the season, which is yeah, which yeah. But you said to me, um, um, we said um, Lampard won't get fired this year. And yeah. it's probably because Chelsea. So much affiliation towards him. However, I could see him stepping down. We didn't think yeah, about him. Him just saying he cares so much about the club. Him being there is not the best idea for mm-hmm. him. And I think there's a big, clear difference between managing Derby and managing yeah. a top six Premier League team. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I saw, I saw on Twitter there were lots of there were some ex-Spurs players like Ozzy Ardiles and, and Glenn Hoddle who manage the team, and they both weren't very good. There was a lot of like romance associated with them, but like, it's it's nice to have Rack Lampard. He's one of the most like the best Chelsea player of all time and all that. Um, but I think that it is lots of it is is rom- romanticism and and it's not really reality and he's not that decent of a manager and he's just relying on youngsters who haven't performed so far for him I guess. Yeah, but hopefully United don't play like that every week and hopefully Chelsea just crumble and crumble and crumble. Um, I think there was betting odds of two hundred and fifty to one Chelsea to get relegated. Anyone interested? You, it might be worth a five pound bet on that now. Bottom of the league. Um, bottom of the league. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, Manu can put up a challenge to to, to Arsenal for, for top four. Hopefully, well, United look like they could be. It could be. It looked like United based just off that. It's a hard to base it off the first week, yeah. but it looked like United could be just third, and Spurs and Arsenal go back to that. That's that's too far. But <laughs> but anyway, it was funny this week. I thought that after all the hype of how good Spurs were last year defensively and how good Liverpool are. That neither team kept a clean sheet, and and the two bad teams that keeping clean sheets and defending, Arsenal and Man United, both managed to keep a clean sheet. So all the hype net last year of oh, Arsenal defence is rubbish, Spurs are much better, United defence is rubbish, Liverpool is much better. I could all change this year. Harry Maguire played really well. I thought for United though. He did. Yeah. I thought he was he won man of the match. Um, Jose Mourinho was discussing how it's been. It's Jose Mourinho has been discussing how it's been like six months. Since he was there, and like they've suddenly got what he doesn't need them to do. Um, mm. I mean, Mourinho was was saying that that Kurt Zuma should start, and, and there was an interview with this guy who's like, "Well, why, why are Chelsea looking for any, a, a new defender? They've just start Kurt Zuma." And Kurt Zuma was 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 pretty bad. Gave away the penalty, and like, and, and a pretty, overall pretty shocking performance from uh, a Chelsea youngster. Which is another one which is like not very good for them. Yeah, they, 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 they were they were like, yeah, Mourinho was this. there. He was he's obviously manager for both teams. Hopefully, I think Sky can use him more this year. He was quite a fun pundit to listen to. Um, he was waving to the United fans. Um, but so yeah, United just tore them apart. Chelsea were rubbish. I think I don't think there's much more people can say about that game mm. other than maybe Man United are going to be good this year. Um, maybe. But next week we've got now we've got a week now to look forward to the next oh, more Lord. to more football. Oh Lord, it's scary. Um, Arsenal, the first game of the weekend. They're playing. Bur- we're playing Burnley at home. Burnley had a good week in the, in the early early kickoff at twelve thirty. Yeah, Burnley had a good week. They Drew won three 0 They won three 0 That's true. Ashley Barnes scored twice. 
um, it's. I don't think it means much if, if that they won. Like they were playing Southampton, mm. not, it's not the most insane game. I I haven't seen anything about it. Um, I think I think Arsenal should be expecting a win. Yeah, Burnley Burnley is known as sort of being a defensively strong team, which when you put them against um, I don't know whoever the hell Arsenal's front three are, um, and you see see how, how how good they actually are, I guess. But I think it'd be good to see if. We keep two clean sheets in a row. It would really. Don't, I think. Don't get hopes up. I think it would really lift the team for the Liverpool game as well. Mm. If we can get back to back because, clean sheets. I mean, because you, you, you know you're going to get absolutely battered at that Anfield. Like. Well, who knows though? It's just <laughs> it, game by game though. Liverpool mm. weren't the best team defensively, so True. we could outscore but them. They, no, you weren't. No Allison for them. Um, you can't you outscore them. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game though to watch. I think. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be it'll be as fun as last year's. Um, but before the Arsenal Liverpool game, which you think we're gonna get battered in, yeah. Spurs are gonna get battered this week. They're playing Man <laughs> City away. It's so and, scary. Oh, I can't wait for this. It's so scary. Oh, um, Colca. Oh, five five nil. Sterling. Oh, it's gonna be. Oh, I don't know how to describe it. Really, it's just gonna be the most. I'm really can't say, wait for this. Spurs are more likely to get, to get a result than, uh, than Arsenal at Anfield. I think that. I, I, I don't care right now. Arsenal at Anfield is not something I need to worry about. Spurs are losing to Man City is. Um, it could be It could be the only time we feel they're ahead of Tottenham this year. It might not be. Um, I love the realism from Arsenal fans when they, when they realise their own club is, is pretty crap. And they're like, yeah, we're going to finish it at Tottenham. No, we're not. We're not. I, I still think we will, but it's just going to be fun to see Spurs... By looks, things get back. Because City, even though Liverpool were good, City looked like they're going to walk it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd be worried that City could just do an Invincibles this year. I don't see... It's going to be difficult. It's always, it's always a worry when, 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 when it for Arsenal, when any team goes above, goes above one game unbeaten. We say this like, now. Are they, are they going to do the Invincibles? That, 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 that's literally our, our only thing now. as a club. Spurs are going to probably win. City Invincible is going to be not happening. Um, City going to finish. It isn't, it isn't that far fetched to say Spurs going to win, right? No, it isn't. But Lesseza is making his probably making his first appearance next week. I, I don't know if he'll start. If you he look at start. City starts the past few years. Yeah, they don't. They they didn't lose the year they won in the league two years ago. The first loss was to Palace, and that was in like January. Mm-hmm. I guess they they, they, they start really the season off very. They haven't really played the Spurs easy. early on in the season. Uh, yes. Um, yet, <laughs> I, think, I think they had to have played them in the first eighteen games. The first eighteen games, yeah. But it's <laughs> early on in the season, second game. Um, it's. Uh, I think we. I, I'm, I'm not looking forward. I think we might get battered. Um, but saying that, Spurs haven't, Spurs haven't really got battered in in a, in a while, really, which is a good thing, I guess. Um, if, if Cole Walker Peters starts, I don't. Nah. Starting against Cole Walker Peters. Oh my god. I mean, unfortunately, we ha- we haven't got um, big old uh, Fernando Llorente to come on anymore, and and elbow in a few goals. So <laughs> I guess we're a bit screwed. <laughs> I just think I don't see Spurs winning this game at all, mm. and I just see City just four five nil again. I did. I think that's a bit harsh. I think Spurs are. It's a, if if the Tongan starts, which I assume he will, um, then then we are we we are defen- defensively pretty solid. Um, and last year, we obviously we beat them over two legs. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we'll get battered. Even if we lose, it, it won't be a big, big loss. So, that's the end of the show. Here is the hero and villain of the week. Let's start off with the hero. 
Um, this week I have chosen for, well, not we have chosen, we have chosen to, to give um, Everton, or Everton sporting, sporting Director Marcel Brands, specifically. Um, <laughs> um, there, was this, there was this video I saw, I think it was last week now, on, on Twitter, um, when Moise Keane signed for Everton. Um, they, they gave us this whole, this whole um, sort of nice thing, because this, this, they gave him a shirt, they gave his mother a shirt, and they said um, stuff about, we, we, we'll, we'll t- take care of your son after Moise Keane has suffered um, some racist abuse, or lots of racist abuse in, in Italy. So, I mean, it's, it's a very nice, nice gesture. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how, 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 how good he is as a, as a footballer, but that's not really relevant. It's a nice gesture to say that he'll be protected from racism. Nice stuff. Other nominees, well, the other nominee includes uh, this week Mohamed Salah for here beating up a ginger kid. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry for of this, this ginger, this, this kid who happened to be ginger ran in, ran into a lamppost. I think it was after running yeah, after his car. Him and his, him and his brother. Yeah, um, and Salah stopped his car, took a picture with him. Lovely stuff. Um, yeah. Suck him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, everyone knows the 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 real takeaway from that story was Salah, Salah punching a ginger kid and forcing him to take a picture with him, which I think is unacceptable. In my opinion, just 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 disgusting stuff. As for villain of the week, Salah also was in the mention there because um, some fan got arrested this week for some racist tweets about but Salah. It, but it, it wasn't Salah. I assume he wasn't it a was, fan of Salah. Salah didn't. It wasn't Salah being villain. It was someone abusing Salah being the villain. Someone abusing Salah. Um, there was also a Universitatia Cryova, I think that's how big, you pronounce big, it. Big fans of theirs, big I'm fans. I'm not sure. Um, their fans chucked some something and it hit the Northern Irish ref during a Europa League game. Um, you hate to see it. It's just disgusting. I mean, some some refs do, do deserve it though. Like some refs, like they give me like the, the ref in the, in the Champions League final, like you could chuck a bunch of things at him and it will be justified. Um, yeah. You don't really. You honestly, though, you being honest, though, you don't actually want to see it. Yeah. Um, then the winner, though, the villain of the week is the Schalke president who was involved in some. Um, he stepped down for some racist marks he made. Um, he said that um, because of instead of increasing taxes, um, they should build power stations in Africa. So that he then the statement he made was. Then the Africans could would stop cutting down trees and produce babies when it is dark. Um, he's basically explaining that there's a, there is lots of the Africans have too many kids and that it's a problem. Um, Pretty weird stuff. Which is a bit of a weird and he clearly is a there, racist. There, basically, yeah. There were some African players I remember who there was. Uh, yeah, um, in his squad who weren't very happy with him. And said that there was yeah they were they were just surprised and they're just disgusted by it. Um, Gerald Asamoa. Plays for them, he said he is speechless by the remarks and his comments surprised me, shook me, and injured me. He's insulting me and everyone else involved. Um, and then the there was another player that said these are racist comments. There's no way we can battle with Schalke's principles and our modern and open society. Um, and then some Angela Merkel representative got involved and basically explained, defended him, and it's just a bit of a mess. And he's not a nice man, and he wins villain of the week. Um, so that's it. Thank you for listening. Um, please, please rate us five stars on iTunes if you can. It really would help. Um, if if you haven't already done so, the season has started, but you can still join the Fantasy Football League that's on our social media. Um, if you want to find it, our social media is at SoulCA Podcast. Um, please like and share. Saul Campbell is a Judas traitor, and see you next week. Come on, come on, come on.